back to the Final Shot Podcast. Today, the show was brought to you by Moderna. Just kidding. <laughs> We're actually brought to you <laughs> on it. If you're not on it, get on it at onit.com forward slash TFS podcast and save 10% on your purchase. I've been running on it ads for eight years. You guys all know what they got. Just go check them out onit.com. Use the promo code TFS podcast and save 10% on your purchase. We are also brought to you by Rampage Coffee, local Saskatchewan coffee. Check them out, rampagecoffee.com. Use the promo code TFS podcast, and you will save 10% on your purchase. And I'm not lying when I tell you that's the best coffee I've ever put in my cup. We are also brought to you by, I have a ton of sponsors. Who do I want to put in here? Uh, uh, USG Canada, the OG of podcast sponsors on my show. Howie Lee makes the best walkout gear in the combat sports space. He also makes track suits and all that kind of stuff too. So check out Howie. Uh, you can send him an email, Howie at usgcanada.com. Tell him I sent you and you'll save 15% on your purchase or go to their brand new website, usgfightgear.com. Use promo code TFS podcast and save 10% on your purchase. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest today, you can see her on Rumble, not on YouTube, guys. Don't go to YouTube. <laughs> you can't find me there anymore. It's on Rumble. And this is the second time we tried to record this thing, and I still can't remember her last name. So I'm going to let her introduce <laughs> herself again. Hey, everybody. I'm First of all, I just want to say I'm super, super pumped to be here because I know we're going to have some really amazing things to talk about today. But my name is Ashley McKenna. I am the CEO and founder of Enriched Wellness Coaching, where I help people create healthy, sustainable lifestyles uh, through fitness, nutrition, and mindset. So I'm a, I'm a big believer in you can't pour from an empty cup and went through a lot of shit myself to get to where I am. And I figured, hey, if I was struggling with all of that, there are other women out there that are struggling with the exact same things I am. So yeah, after uh, getting my own coach and going through my own my own traumas, I guess. I uh, I fell in love and I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to make people feel the way that I feel. Well, we're going to get into the health and wellness stuff at the end of the show. So because we're running into the the weird months and we're running into also yeah. a problem that we're, we're going to talk about in the show. But um, so you're definitely equipped to answer those questions and we'll and we'll do that and we'll tell everybody where they can find you and your company at the end of the show. Awesome. But um, in a previous conversation that we had before this, before you turned into a robot, um, <laughs> we were talking about the the inquiry that's going on for the Freedom Convoy. And we were right. we got into Mendocino and what was going on there because I didn't tune into that one. But before mm -hmm. we talk about that, I will give a shout out to Chris Barber, local Saskatchewan boy who did a fantastic job at the uh, the inquiry. Also, Tamara Lynch, who lit it up and uh everybody else that that's showing up to that thing and actually telling the truth um mm. thank you for actually showing up and telling the truth and not lying like that guy from CSIS. but uh let's get let's get into mendocino and uh let everybody know what he was getting into today because i know there's some gun stuff and we'll talk about that too yeah so um he stuck to the same old same old narrative that they've been playing since they enacted or we were talking about enacting the EA. Um, and so much of it is based on the very misinformation that they say that we're the ones spreading all the time. And uh, he brought up the weapons a lot. 
Um, he talked about coots quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And when we had talked about it previously, it just blows my mind that that's what they're still pushing. That that's their that's still their their they're sticking to that story. That's what happened. And that's the end of it. And that's just not what happened. Um, I think we know that the boys at Coots didn't that that no. <laughs> well, we can do the information math right now while she's talking to uh one of her children. Um so they so the guns that were said that were actually there were from Savage Arms. They said that there was right. a container that was hijacked and the, and the weapons were stolen. Now, when we look at Savage Arms, they're the biggest gun dealer in Canada. They're in Lakefield, Ontario. If there was a container of firearms that was hijacked, one, we'd have a bigger investigation. Two, way bigger. It would have been treated the exact same way that Remington was when they sold that lady the gun that her son got a hold of and he killed somebody. Yeah. There would have been a lawsuit from thousands of people coming that like you guys can't lock up your guns properly this is this is getting your pal 101 you need to know how to lock up your guns and you think that a gun dealer that literally manufactures firearms doesn't know how to keep their their weaponry safe and (laughs) so when you when you when you post the pictures and the guns are visibly used and yeah they're kind of spread out and then somehow they made it to coots Right. Okay. I don't get it. It doesn't add. Well, and none of it adds up, especially because I was following a lot of the guys that were at Coops and a lot of their wives. And they're like, there's no weapons here. I, we don't know what this is about, but we're hearing rumors. And they were the ones that went to the RCMP originally. And they were like, hey, we're hearing some rumors. Don't know where it's coming from, but these people aren't associated with us. They're not part of the convoy. Um, but we wanted to let you guys know because we want to keep everybody safe, but that's never brought up. That's never brought up. Of course not. And like the, whatever weapons they say they found were offsite at someone's house. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And like, nobody, no, no one talks about the RCMP sabotaging the men's equipment. I don't, I don't hear that talk. We've seen so much for lack of better terms, fuckery. In the last three mm-hmm. years, uh, I'm trying not to cuss on this show like I did before. Like, uh, I have some Christian people. I'm really, I'm really trying to pull that back too. <laughs> I have some. Christian people I have a mouth like a trucker, so I gotta like reel that in. <laughs> I, I, I apologize, everybody, if I drop the odd f bomb today because I will get fired up, guaranteed. But uh, to the the Christian folks that do show up, uh, thank you very much for listening, and I appreciate it, and I apologize in advance. Um, <laughs> I was like, the, so the fuckery, so. When we see the 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 Ontario Provincial Police and the RCMP show up to the inquiry and they say that one they were not even talked to about the Emergencies Act, uh, two they wouldn't have recommended it, mm-hmm. and then we see the head of CSIS take the bullet. He literally yeah. he literally said that he instructed Justin Trudeau to enact the Emergencies Act even though it wasn't necessary. Yeah. Well, and even like Mendicino, you know, he was asked multiple times about um, the violence. Like, where's all this violence that you keep claiming that you saw? And everything that 
Mendicino said was hypothetical. Like it was all like, well, you know, it, there there might have been this opportunity that if we, you know, if we did certain things, it would incite more violence. And we're like, what violence? Like feeding the homeless is violent now. Shoveling sidewalks is violent now. Picking up trash is violent now. Like, where's their proof? Where are all the body cams? I want to know where the body cams are. Why haven't we seen any body cam footage? We've got enough body cam footage from the people that were just in the front line with those people. Mm-hmm. When you watch the YouTube live streams, which I was watching the YouTube oh, live yeah. religiously, and then you go and watch Global News and CTV News, there's two very different stories being depicted here. And there's, so different. There's, there's fancy camera angles. Uh, the biggest one was that Nazi flag. So that one yeah. got debunked by a black gentleman who showed up to the truck mm-hmm. convoy, videoed this thing to this thing for YouTube, talked to the gentleman who said that yeah. he was from a communist country, and he's he's there showing them that this is the flag that they're going to be flying. Yeah, he kept saying, "Is this is this is what you want? Is this what you want? Exactly. Do you want World War Three? Like, I don't." I don't know. I get into quite a few arguments with people just recently, actually, on TikTok, um, which go figure. Um, but, you know, people try like with this whole like Chinese interference and stuff that we've just recently learned about. Um, we. I there's just so many things. There's so many holes in so many stories. And then all of this new information keeps coming out. But no one takes personal responsibility at all. There's no accountability at all. Do we have a question from the audience that needs to be fielded over there? We do. <clears throat> I, I, well, you're not back. No, I can't hear you now. You can hear me now. I can hear you now. There. That was my bad. Wrong no, button. Um, I just want to apologize to all of your viewers right now. My husband's working night shift. I have two children. They're a little oh, yeah. and they keep coming to talk to me. So I'm just letting you guys know <laughs> that if there's any like break between me and Tanner when we're talking, it's because my child came to ask a question. <laughs> good. They, they could ask the question on the show. I don't care. <laughs> I have children. I will answer the question for them if they'd like. Okay. Next time. Hey, you just, guys want to watch Paw Patrol? Have at her. Right? Brother, sister stuff. Harrison did this. I need some cheese. Well, punch Harrison in the face and uh, get the cheese yourself. (laughs) You parent like I parent? (laughs) Uh, I have a a 12-year-old and a 3-year-old. Okay, I have a 5-year-old and an 8-year-old. Yeah, they're going to fight. Oh, yeah. Boy and a girl, right? Yep. Yeah, I have a boy and a girl. My my youngest (laughs) is a boy. And he... so. We'll we'll talk about this for a couple seconds. Sergeant, because sorry guys, I also have a King Shepherd that's very vocal. That's all right. Sergeant. <laughs> you let us know what's happening, Sarge. Hey, go lay down. That's enough. Thank you. But, uh, all right. My daughter was very easy as a child and super easy to get along with and very easy to parent. My son, on the other hand, is feral. <laughs> no, sorry. he's a psychopath. <laughs> like a feral cat. he's he's feral um he will fight you if dad says the f word it's coming right back at you oh yeah and he doesn't understand one of those he doesn't understand it he's just oh dad said it it. 
dad said it that's cool i must be allowed to say that but yeah he's feral and uh they all they always say the second child is the pain the first one's always a blessing because how in the world would god get you to make more babies if the first one was always a nightmare (laughs) you'd you'd be like nope we're done we're done So back to the uh, the inquiry. I'm glad that yes. this inquiry is going on. It is not going well for the liberal side of things. And yeah. I'll be very interested to see what comes out of it because I don't think anything will really come out of it other than millions of people calling for Justin Trudeau to resign his position. Um, yeah. I would really urge people to be careful what you wish for. Um, mm-hmm. when we go into resignations, there's somebody else in line that takes over. And when he resigns mm-hmm. his position, Christia Freeland's taken over. And, and she she's uh, oh, the very fact. So I was actually in an argument with a guy today about her um, because he was calling the, I started talking about WEF and, um, you know, the NWO and all that kind of stuff. And uh, he called me a pizza gate, which I thought was hilarious. So I was like, oh, you hit me with insults. That's like right out of your guys's playbook. I'm not surprised. Um, <laughs> and then I would just, I said to him, I was like, you're saying that everything I say is a conspiracy, but it's literally all in plain sight. Like you can go to the WEF website and it's all right there. Christia Freeland is on the board of trustees. She is, she is paid by them. Tell me how that's not a conflict of interest when you're the deputy prime minister of Canada. Right. Like this isn't like, I just, they, and they just keep calling them conspiracies and like, yeah, sure. Maybe they are conspiracies. They're definitely not theories. They're right there in the open and it's everything in plain sight. And that's the way that they have to do it. That's like this whole thing has been by design and they've told us their plan from the very beginning, the devil's in the details and the devil tells no lies. And that's what people, need to understand is that they have to tell us what they're planning for their karma they absolutely have to it's a part of the whole elite system (laughs) klaus schwab wrote a book before covid19 hit called covid19 the great reset it will tag in a free copy will i'll have a free copy link because nobody should be going to amazon and buying this thing for 19.99 absolutely not i will give it to you find that shit for free everybody should read this book because it's the playbook yeah they've gone by it piece by piece yep they're gonna use the same playbook for what's coming this winter piece by piece it's going to happen again until they're successful um well and people don't like people keep yelling at us what are you fighting for what freedoms have you lost? There aren't any mandates anymore. Arrive can's gone. You don't have to use it anymore. And I keep saying to people like, these things are only suspended. They're still in play and they can be implemented at any time because they so easily did it already over and over and over for two years. Well, so. <sighs> the question's so dumb. What are you fighting for? You have two little things in your house that you're fighting for. I have two little people in my house that I'm fighting for. They can't defend themselves against this stuff. No. One, they're not, they're not mentally, they're not mentally capable of comprehending it yet. No. Let alone standing up to government and communism and mandates. And they just do what Mm -hmm. they're told. That's what they're supposed to do. They're children. Yeah. 
So what what are we what are we standing up for? The next generation, people. Yeah, that- I'm fighting so that you can hold your grandmother's dying hand when she's all alone in the hospital. I'm fighting so that new fathers can be in the hospital to watch their bundle of joy be born. I'm fighting so that you can go to your daughter's wedding and walk her down the aisle. Like these are the things that we're fighting for. And these are the things that they're trying to break us apart of. They're trying to destroy the family unit, tell you that you can be a unicorn, a butterfly, a cat. Well, like it's how terrifying will it be for you people that have kids out there and they come to round up your kids to put a a chip in their brain or they're wrapping you up to put you in these new housings called the line where you're you everything's within a five minute walk you don't need to go outside the the exterior of the building is a mirrored glass so it's invisible Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. you guys not you guys not get what's happening look at brazil look at china china's been doing this for years yep do you want scary like stuff that's happening do you want to say say no to the vaccine and have them come with those dog catcher things that they're putting people in wrestling you around and forcibly injecting you in the street oh some of the videos of them like holding down kids and giving them the injection and like like that's just where's our humanity where where is our humanity gone i just don't understand like it it seems like it happened so fast, like the programming. Like I did not think that I would live to see this happen on a worldwide scale. Our our world leaders are taking direction from a Romulan from Star Trek The Next Generation. Klaus right? literally dresses like a person from 1998 in the show Star Trek. Mm-hmm. This guy's terrifying. He has... He, I hate using the word Nazi, but he's a literal Nazi. Well, they, they, most of them are. And the thing is, is like, I don't care if you don't believe in the whole like test two baby theory, but like those children, like Christia, Justin, anyone that's in the young, the young global leaders, um, reform or whatever. Like, I feel like all of those kids were brought into this world and programmed and trained to be who they are today. They were put here. They were selected. Yeah. You know, like you look at Christia's background, you look at her all the way down to her grandparents and who her grandparents were, where she grew up, where she lived, what she learned, how many language does, languages does she speak? What is she fluent in? Hmm. For the folks that don't you know, Christia Freeland's grandfather was a Nazi propagandist for one of the major generals in the Nazi army. Mm-hmm. Like George Soros is a nazi oh yeah he's an evil 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 man klaus schwab well i think what buddies yeah what i think people don't understand about world war ii is that the nazis never surrendered they disappeared they fucking disappeared you know where they are yeah they went to ukraine Ukraine. yep why people just they don't understand this like i don't want to be a vladimir putin um banner boy because he's done some yep. evil stuff. But realistically, yeah. this war in the Ukraine has been going on since 2014. Mm-hmm. NATO pushed this thing by pushing to the border. Guys, you don't yep. get it. Nate, this is a NATO war. They yep. are like 
Ukraine already tried to get the to get NATO to go like last week when mm-hmm. they when they false flagged uh, a missile that went over yeah over Poland yeah like, that was an anti aircraft missile from the Ukraine that missed its target by a hundred miles mm-hmm. it was like like it went this way and it was supposed to go that way like how do you mess that up you don't you do that stuff on purpose like that was. It's a it's a false flag. They yeah. failed at it because there's too much information. We can find out too much shit. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Swore again. Like <laughs> with this Russia Ukraine thing, they, they had all these these folklore guys that were coming on TikTok, like the I can't remember the wolf of Ukraine or some nonsense where it's mm. a sniper and like all these stories were coming out week after week after week. None of them were true. No. The the island no. thing where they told the the submarine to go left themselves or the battle cruiser to go that it's not true. It's crazy to me that there's just like there's so much happening all at once around the world. It's like we have not had a mental break from tragedy, conspiracy, craziness for three years. We have not had a mental break. There's always something going on. There's always a war or um, a crazy climate thing, like a hurricane or this happens or that happens or, or a pipeline gets blown up or we accidentally shot shot Poland and killed two farmers and oops, oopsie. Like yeah. what? Whoops. Sorry, <laughs> sorry guys, we, we missed. Um, so basically what we can do as you want to call us freedom fighters, I just call us humans. Um, we yeah. can, we can direct people in the right areas to get information. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a huge, huge advocate of InfoWars. Um, oh, sorry about that. That's all good. I think Alex Jones has done a fantastic job with uh, relaying information. Now, obviously there's been some stuff that he's been wrong about, but if you go through, the history of what he's done, he's probably got a 98% accuracy rating. Um, oh, totally. The, totally. the, Epic, the Epic Times, um, they used to be a a newspaper in the 1940s. They now have an app that you can get on your Samsung or your iPhone, E-P-O-C-H Times. They do a fantastic job of weeding out the BS. Um, mm-hmm. we're going to get into one of these articles today because it's going to lead into a whole bunch of stuff. I read it already once on the show, but we're not going to play that because we're, de- <laughs> we're dealing with it. <laughs> but uh, maybe we'll just get into it now. The commentary of this article, we are living in an age where common citizens have access to information and the ability to communicate like never before. Individuals are empowered in ways that would have been unimaginable only a few decades ago. A person can research a subject, make their conclusions, and share their ideas with thousands or even millions of people through social media from the comfort of their home with nothing more than a laptop or a phone. This sort of power in the hands of citizens makes authoritarians uncomfortable. Governments have been trying to control the internet since its inception. You can find people on the, the Epic Times. Um, this article goes hand in hand with what's happening to Alex Jones right now. The government's attacking him big time. Mm -hmm. Did he say some dumb stuff about Sandy Hook? Yes, but they also have freedom of speech. Now, how can a man 
have freedom of speech, but be fined $1.4 billion for talking. This is going to happen like I said, to all of us. Like, tell me that we're not moving towards a tyrannical one world order without telling me. This is going to happen to all of us. I'm going to say something yeah. on this show or something that I've said in the past that's going to get me sued. I know it. You're going yeah. to say something on TikTok or on your mm-hmm. podcast or or to a client or to a family member that's going to get you sued. We're yep. all getting sued at some point. We're all getting put out. Yep. Well, and what's crazy, like <clears throat> everything that we've gone through has been by design. And we were discussing this earlier from, you know, it happened in China. Well, what have we learned? What uh, me as a kid, I was totally programmed to be like, oh, they wear masks over there. That's super weird. And like, why do they do that? And like, they're major polluters and like all of these things. Like, that's what I was always taught when I was a kid. Like, it was just, that's what we were taught. Um, So when it seemed like over the past say decade, all the diseases were coming out of that corner of the world. Naturally, the very first thing I thought when we heard about C-19, I was like, oh, just another flu out of China, like whatever, it's no big deal. Even like I um, used to be a dental assistant and I worked for the Canadian um, president of the dental association for about a decade. And he was the same. We were both like, it's just a flu. Like whatever. Then the crackdown happened, you know, February, March of 2020. And it was like, okay, maybe this is, maybe this is worse than what we thought. Like who knows? Like, I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it is. So we were, we were cautious because none of us knew right, right out the gate, what was going on. Yep. Um, until we all started asking questions and getting shut down. And then it was like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> Why is this happening? Why did my post about how to take care of yourself if you get sick get taken off of Facebook? That's weird. Yeah. Weird. At the same time that Trump pulled funding from the WHO. That was that was weird. Well, weird. I'm a nobody from rural Saskatchewan and I'm getting banned for months on end. Oh yeah, yes. Right? Sir. Like you can't post your podcast on YouTube anymore because you're a threat. To who? To who? <laughs> who am I hurting by talking? Like, right? I, I literally talked to the most published doctor in the modern age. And that got me in more trouble than I've got myself into from adolescence to being a young man. Which just blows my mind. And like, what I've just come to learn over all of this is that the people who are getting banned, the people who are getting shut down, the people who are being silenced and censored, those people are speaking in something that the guys up top don't want everyone else to know. Right. And they, they keep claiming like we're, well, we're creating vaccine hesitancy. And I argue, no, no governments did that. Because you forced people to do something, you gave people an ultimatum, you coerced them into taking something they didn't want. People who never get the flu shot ever at all, you forced to take this or they were going to lose their job. And then they come at us and they say, well, 
that's not an ultimatum. You could have gotten another job. Not really, because every other new hire is saying that you need to have the baby job. So it's not black and white. It's not easy like that. And you're taking away people's bodily autonomy. And once you do that, that's it. Bodily autonomy is the thing. Once you, if you don't have control over what you put in your body anymore, if you have government, government officials telling you what to put in your body, where to go, how to, how to leave your home, make sure you're wearing a mask. You can't enter here without it, without this, right? We have a problem. We have a major problem. And I told everybody in the spring. They're going to let us be for the summertime because, A, um, all of those officials want to go on their trips. They want to go on vacation. You've seen Justin Trudeau go spend $6,000 a night at in mm-hmm. England. You've seen him go to Costa yep. Rica. You've seen him take his family on all these trips. Yep. As soon as the weather starts to turn, we see Windsor. Mass. Yep. Mass mandates back. You have to wear a mask in yep. public. And we're also recommending that you guys wear your masks in your homes. That's a joke and a half. I don't like, no, like, no. You want me to wear a mask around my children? Not going to happen. And the very guy who came out and even said that was seen two days later at an event maskless. And then he's like, well, you know, I, I, I do my own personal evaluation and, and, oh, oh, you're allowed to do that. (laughs) Why aren't we allowed to do that? Well, like, we're putting masks on kids and we're not even taking into consideration the mental part of what that does to them. Children Mm -hmm. learn by watching. And when they can't see your face, they learn to speak by watching what you're doing. It's not all just listening. It's all, it's all mouth. But so my son started kindergarten when the pandemic started, that was his first year in, in school school. And he was coming home quite concerned. Um, I'm always the last one to finish and I'm, you know, I never know what I'm doing and, and everyone else finishes before me and all of these things. And then I had a meeting with his teacher and she's like, he is not the only one. And we've spoken with like the school board and all the trustees and like, it's across Canada. Kids in grade three are not reading at the level that they're supposed to be reading at. And that's, that's what lockdowns did. Lockdowns stunted these poor kids. For what? Kids weren't even getting affected. Kids right. had like a 99.9973% chance of surviving. 99.9973% chance of surviving if they get COVID. If, that's if they get COVID. Yeah. Well. Like, you you destroyed their education over a cold we're we're seeing so many attacks on so many different fronts and our children are definitely under attack by far probably the worst right now um so Mm -hmm. this week uh for the people that don't know i've entered the world of politics i have to go and give a speech at a provincial meeting about schools so the the school division is going to give their breakdown of what they're going to do and uh, the government wants to alleviate eas so education assistance to teachers aides which is a right. terrible idea 
Um, yeah. We don't have enough teachers as it is, and you want to eliminate no. TAs? Are you guys are you guys insane? But they're literally attacking the next generation and trying to dumb them down so bad yeah. that they're the compliance rating that they want is just for them to say yes. The education mm-hmm. being dumbed down, like they're doing stuff in school that they they don't even need to be talking about. No, there's yeah. so many things, so many things, and it's funny. So at the very beginning of the pandemic, we were locked up and I Netflixed and chilled a lot of the time so one of the shows that I got into was Handmaid's Tale and right from the beginning I was like oh my god like it's not that crazy like it's awful horrible and if you read the book it's 10 times worse than the freaking show um but right away I was like they could do that the way that we're going they could absolutely do that and it's the same sort of thing where like in handmaid's tale they're sitting in a limo and they're discussing how they're going to bring religion into all of this and how they're going to bring old values and all of these things back into like the family dynamic because everybody all all the women are sterile or women men it didn't really matter that was happening stillborns were happening this virus rips through the world and babies aren't being born. And the ones that are, the children are being taken yeah. and the women are being kidnapped and the men are being killed or enslaved. And I'm like, huh, I know we're not there yet, but it's happening. And you can see it with the whole toxic masculinity <clears throat> BS that they're pushing, right? Um, which I can't stand. I cannot stand the way men are being treated right now. Are there really bad men out there? Absolutely. Are they all that way? Absolutely not. And the fact that you're all being treated. Pardon me? There's really bad women. Exactly. Women are worse in my mind. I think women are worse personally because women are vindictive and vengeful and... I'm just saying it for my species. <laughs> like we have a bad streak and we don't mess around. Right. And yeah, we, we, I think we could be worse than men sometimes a hundred percent. Well, the, the, the toxic masculinity thing has really come to light as of late with Andrew Tate, who I think is personally fantastic. Um, he gets on there. He's defending men. He's promoting masculinity. He's teaching masculinity through his, his course, and uh, mm-hmm. he he goes on these talk shows with these women and absolutely obliterates them. Yeah. He's highly intelligent, highly skilled in a physical combat area and yep. rich. The guy's done his thing and he's yep. highly attacked. Yep. And I mean, are there things that he's said or done that are like frowned upon? Absolutely. But a lot of the stuff that he did, he was young and I don't care what anybody says. Boys in their twenties do not do good things a lot of the time, <laughs> especially when you have that much money. <laughs> I say dumb stuff all the time, all the time, right? But like, I don't know. There was a there was a video floating around of him in like a dominatrix type scenario, and yeah. you know he's being kind of rough with this one girl. But you're looking at it, and you're like, how do you know that he didn't pay for that? And that's exactly what she was there for. Well, that girl consensually ended up, ended up being his girlfriend 
And she did yeah. a YouTube video saying that that's what she liked. See? So, so like, I, you know, the, the narrative gets twisted to fit what they're trying to push at the time. What's the flavor of the week? Who are we going to, you know, whose life are we going to destroy today? I mean, look at Jordan Peterson. How many lawsuits is he going through right now? For what? For trying to make men realize that they have a purpose? Right. And that's what people don't understand. People like men just want a purpose. They want a reason to thrive. And the world is just like, well, you can't do that. You can't be a man. You can't talk like that. You can't act like that. This it, brings in the, the transhumanist movement. Mm-hmm. Where we're and these poor kids, I swear to God. Right. These poor kids are so confused. They've just come out mm-hmm. of two years of having to wear a mask, which a lot of them are having mental problems with. Like some of them just can't mm-hmm. take it off. It's like wearing your yeah. old, your old pair of sweatpants. It's comfortable, and they're having a real mental yeah. problem with seeing people's faces again. They don't understand yeah. what happened, and now they're we've got the like the the this LGBTQ thing blows my mind. Um, I think you can you should be able to do whatever the hell you want. Like, yeah but like andrew there's the andrew tate video he put out and uh it was to the lgbtq people and basically what he was saying was you guys made the decision to not have children when you decided that you were going to engage with the opposite with the same sex you mm-hmm. physically can't have children with each other Adoption might be a thing, but there's a rigorous process for that. Having a surrogate is another is another option. But realistically, you made the choice, the cognitive choice, that you were not going to have children. So what gives you the right to push your agenda onto mine? Yeah. And I mean, what the other thing that it really annoys me is that those that group of people that is pushing this are made to seem like they're the majority and they're not. And the the thing that really makes me upset is that there are people in the LGBTQ plus community who are like, no, this is not okay. This is not right. We also have trans people who have transitioned coming out saying, I wish you never did it. Right. We have people coming out being like, I'm 40 years old and I'm not happy with the with the path that I took and the money I spent and the pain that I went through and the agony of this transition and everything that came with it. Now you're trying to push that pain and that agony and all of that onto a six-year-old? Right. Who, who wants to be a bunny today and a puppy dog tomorrow and you're saying, figure out what sex you are? They don't even know what that is. These folks that are that are uh, aligned with these groups, the LGBT whatever it is plus two Q, uh, you guys, <laughs> you guys got to take a real look and see who the people are that are aligning themselves with you. Mm-hmm. Look into who they are. Now, when we have the Prime Minister of Canada giving a state, giving a giving a press conference to the country. He doesn't have a Canadian flag behind him. He's got nine LGBTQ plus flags. We have a problem. 
He yeah. doesn't represent that community, and he is not the prime minister of that community. He's the prime minister of our country. Mm-hmm. Why? Why is there not Canadian flags behind him, or why are we flying this flag? Yeah, and you know, on it's actually a good segue back into like the convoy stuff and political stuff, but um, why are we so gung ho? to help every freaking other country out there right now when our country is circling the drain, when we have people who are facing homelessness and would rather sign up for medically assisted suicide than strive to survive. Like, I don't, I just don't understand what we have going on. We have a political party who says that they care about these people homelessness is not a reason to off yourself like it's just not there are there should be instead of putting all of this money into a program where you're just going to allow a 23 year old diabetic who just broke up with his girlfriend to kill himself why are we not putting that money into true story by the way go look it up um why aren't we putting that money into systems and programs and um rehab facilities it is so like we know that the opiate epidemic is worse than anything COVID could have ever thrown at us. Ever. The suicide rates in this country are absolutely ridiculous around the world. It's absolutely ridiculous. The amount of men who are killing themselves because they lost their job, they've lost their purpose, they've lost their reason, they've lost their ability to thrive. Yep. And yet we're dumping money into ukraine that's corrupt af and all of these other places and it's like like how much did how much did justin spend us this week or last week like cambodia and everywhere else got money but we can't help our homeless we can't help our veterans it's just more than we're willing to get than we're able to give right now but you just gave half a billion dollars to other people around the world right well, when when you look through the history of time, and, and what what's happened to the Roman Empire and all the all the empires that existed before, the quote rings true: "Tough men create good times. Good times mm-hmm. create weak men. Create weak men. Weak men create. We're in the weak man stage right now. Yeah, and totally. uh, the there's only one path out of this, guys, and that's to that's to toughen up." We mm-hmm. need we need the real leaders of this country to step up, take political positions. I don't care if yeah. it's local. I, listen, we we're not going to take over a government realistically within the next ten years no. by sitting on our hands and not getting involved in our local communities, or not getting involved with our school councils, not taking an active role with what's going to go on with the next generation. Cause it won't be our generation. That's going to, that's going to get us out of this. We're going to fight yeah. it, but we're going to set up the next generation to win it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with you. Completely agree with you. I do feel like Klaus and his buddies got a little trigger happy. And I think they maybe, maybe thought the opportunity was, had presented itself. I don't think that they were there yet. If they really wanted to like, wipe the slate clean and start over because they did it a generation or two too soon you know we're, we're not we're not going to take it lying down no no realistically 
when you want to do something like this, like what they're trying to pull off, it's very hard because you're either going to get an old generation that's going to comply, which they have right now, and they're going to get mm-hmm. the younger generation, 30s and 40s, that are going to say, hell no. And then their mm-hmm. kids are going to realize what's going on when they hit their teens. And they're going to be like, yeah, no, yeah. we're not having this. Sorry. Yeah. It's not happening. Yeah. Or they do it to a generation where the elderly have started to die off. Mm-hmm. The next generation is reaching their 50s. And then that next generation after that is starting to reach their 20s. And yeah. you get them through the propaganda and the media. But yeah. they screwed up. Yeah, because I agree. All of all of us are at fighting age. We we're all coherent mentally, physically. We can do work. Yeah, drinking out of the freaking garden hose. We all survived, <laughs> right? We survived our mamas who said, "If the lights are on and you're not home yet, you're late." Well, we're right, like generation that your parents said, "Get outside." Yeah, and that's what we teach our kids, and I have been saying this since I was in my 20s like we are the generation that has to fix this entitlement this rainbows and butterflies lifestyle because the world isn't like that and we need a backbone and we need kids to have a backbone as they get older right we need them to be able to stand up for themselves and fight for what they believe in and because I mean like look at history every 80 years we go through a cycle of something crazy right? Just enough time so that the people who experienced what had happened before aren't, aren't here anymore to teach the younger generations the lessons, right? Well, so then who do we learn from and how, and how do we learn from any of the history books? Cause they keep changing it. Well, we're at the fall of an empire right now where the American empire decided they, they were going to elect in a dehydrated piece of beef jerky. And the weakest oh, person yeah. you've ever seen with the with the least approval rating with a, a raging idiot for uh the vice president. Um when we we sit back and look, like this man literally like he has dementia, he can't function. He's no. reading from cue cards, cues for himself. Oh, walk this way, wave. Um, mm-hmm. shake this guy's hand when he reads it off the card he turns around to shake a guy's hand nobody's there yeah we're yeah. watching the fall of the american empire it's falling right now as it's we all hollywood in front of all of kids. it's hollywood. All, hollywood all of it's hollywood it's all fake i mean how many times did we see biden in a fake white house every time all the time well yeah. where is he like do they have him stashed in a bunker somewhere feeding him adrenochrome all the time like i i don't know i don't know <laughs> uh, the next two years in america are going to be very interesting with donald trump announcing that he's going to run for president i know mm-hmm. it's not a popular thing to say that donald trump is good for america but donald trump is good for america i i agree um did he did he say dumb stuff on twitter yeah i'm gonna say dumb stuff tonight on twitter he's <laughs> he's human yeah, we all have we watched our conservative leader in Canada say some dumb things. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> are, are his policies to get us out of this mess and maybe we can afford gas here in the next year? Good. Yes. Mm. Uh, 
do uh, I, I'm a card carrying conservative. I vote conservative. Me too. Pierre Polyev has said some dumb stuff. Yeah. He apologized for the dumb stuff he said. Yeah. And that's a human trait. We're Christia Freeland says dumb things on a daily basis. Uh, cancel. Just cancel your Disney Plus and everything will be fine. <laughs> and yet we have never, never heard of retraction or an apology for saying something so stupid. No. We're looking at tripling gas tax, tripling carbon tax, and tripling the tax on groceries. Yep. We're, we're all in a world of trouble. I don't care how much you make. Yeah, I see my some of my friends and they're they're wanting to start these wealth groups to generate more wealth. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, guys. It's not going to matter. Cash money isn't going to matter in a year. Nope. You better set yourself up where you can trade and barter with your neighbors. You better have some precious minerals. You better have some skills, Skill. or else no one's going to keep you around, yo. Like like the. The ability to go out and harvest your own food is a mm -hmm. skill that should be taught in school. Because Absolutely. We're going to need it. I'm a hunter. I go out and I harvest all my own meat. We grow mm -hmm. a massive garden every year. We've started doing this so that we can can and freeze vegetables. Like, yep. These are things that you're going to have to do. You're going to have to look to get away from infrastructure and get back to the rural communities. Yeah. Well, and then you've got this the other issue that comes with all of that right now so they're trying to make it so that you can't grow your own gardens in some countries um they're trying to make it they did it in canada where you can't was it the northwest territories or the yukon where they said you can't grow food and sell it to your neighbor oh, you can't even do that now as it is you can't you can't have a milk cow in your backyard and, and sell and sell milk to your neighbor you, you yeah can't sell beef to your neighbor without it being run through a government facility yep it all has checks and balances to it and we all have to pay tax yep so all these people that are like well we live we're we're free our country's free you have never been free and if you look at your birth certificate and you go onto the stock market exchange your birth certificate number is on there you are and, and you're not a you're not an individual. You are a part of a corporation. We're a number. That's all it is. We're a number. Yeah. We're 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 a chink in the cog. That's it. Yep. But yep. Hey, people, we're gonna see a lot of insanity over the next couple of years. We're gonna yep. see homelessness. We're gonna see people die. And it's going to start this winter with this RSV or RVS. I can't remember which one it is. RSV. RSV, where they've yeah they've put COVID, the flu, and influenza all into one just happy family. And that's what's going to get us. And they're going to yep. roll these new vaccines. They're going to lock us down. And they're going to mask us back up. Well, and it's like I like we were discussing, it's all by design, <laughs> right? They They started with the pandemic. Um, to see how many people were going to abide to the lockdowns and the rules and the mandates. They started with masking. Do you think for one second they weren't tracking every single one of us? Oh, wait, they were, and they admitted it. Right, we knew that. Um, they were tracking our phones. Do you think that they weren't tapped into every single security system that you, every store that you walked in? Why do you think the mom and pop stores were shut down and you could go to Costco and Walmart? Right. 
who has security systems and Wi-Fi that's probably connected straight to whatever data collection that the government uses on us so that they could see who was coming into Walmart wearing a mask and who wasn't. They put us in, they, they cattled us. They herded us like cattle. Well, you can't go there, but you can go here. I'm sorry, what? What do you mean I can't go there, but I can go here? Well, they're doing that for a reason, to collect data. For two years, they collected data on us. They collected facial recognition. They collected whatever they could, whatever information they could. They they figured out you know, whose house we were going to, whose family we were hanging out with, what stores we were going into, who was buying lottery tickets, who was buying liquor, who was buying weed, who was, you know, they collected all of that information so that moving forward, right, we can go, we can start, like they were making lists. (laughs) That's all they were doing was making lists, right? And like, now they've got Okay, well now we've got vaccinated and unvaccinated. Now we've got you have two jabs, you have four jabs, you have five jabs. Oh, these are the really compliant people. Oh, these are the people that aren't compliant. Now we're going to move into this new RSV influenza slash COVID shot. And they're going to see how many people are going to take that. Right? And that's going to move us into a social credit system, which they're already discussing, which is why they said print as much freaking money as you can until 2023, because after that, it's not going to matter. Won't matter. But I, I would love to see the list that you and I are on because it is a list of legends. <laughs> this guy, Colin Ross, uh, Jimmy, Jeff, these guys I just met the other day on the, on yep. the Talk Live, yourself, yep, Colin, Dr. Peter McCullough, Joe Rogan, Tucker Carlson, Alex Jones. Like, yeah. But, we're, we've been talking doom and gloom for probably 40 minutes, but it's there, there is a foreseeable light at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. when you just say no, no, yeah. I'm not doing that. No, yep. we're not going to do that. And realistically, guys, it's not going to end with words. There's yeah. going to be a fight. Yeah. It's going to get, there's going to be, it, yeah, it's going to become civil unrest at some point. Yep. You can only kick a dog so many times before it turns around and bites you. Look at Brazil. And yeah. And they're, you know, they're hitting us at every corner. They're hitting us mentally. They're hitting us physically. They're hitting us in our wallets. They're, you know, taking away our rights and our freedoms. And people still to this day are saying that, you know, we didn't lose any rights. We didn't you lose any freedoms. Those were privileges. And it's like, nah. That you <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't get how the definition of freedom can be so distorted by a group of people. Well, people got to go look at the biggest crock of crap in the history of time is vehicles, licensing, Mm -hmm. insurance. Mm -hmm. It's all crap. It's all a money grab that with the, with the ability of them having to give you a license and insurance and a trackable plate on the back of your vehicle. <laughs> and then we have tax right? collectors called police that pull you over and give you a speeding ticket. They give you a ticket for not wearing a seatbelt, which is a personal choice. Yep. So it, it's all it's all a money grab. When you work 40 hours a week and 20 hours of that wage every week goes to tax. Right? What do the what do the blue collar boys always say? We spend the first half of the day paying our taxes. Yep. The second half of the day is for my pocket. Yep. 
and I applaud the people that that want to to get away from that grind. Mm-hmm. But like like yourself, you got away from the daily nine to five. Yeah. But yeah. we need those people that are going to do that nine to five. Yeah, uh, if absolutely. I if I don't go to work, we don't have farm machinery to harvest crops. Yeah. Yeah. If, if the guy down the street doesn't go to work, we don't have good roads to drive our vehicles on. If you don't do what you're doing, we don't have knowledge to better our bodies. Mm-hmm. Like all of these, even though you don't punch a clock for somebody else, you still punch a clock. Mm-hmm. It's and it's free. almost it's almost harder sometimes because you don't have someone telling you what to do. You don't have someone creating your agenda. You don't have a set schedule. You have to be accountable and personally responsible. This is your business. This is your livelihood. But what do like, you still have to pay? Taxes. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. disgusting? Yep. <laughs> it is. It's totally disgusting. Like I work for myself. I I pay for all of my own overhead. I'm not getting handouts from anyone, but I still have to pay taxes. And then yeah, you have to get a GST number and you have to get this and you have to do that. And you have to pay for this piece of thing. And then it's just, it's crazy. And I, the government is always taking and then they pretend to give you these kickbacks and i laugh at the people who are like oh well at least i get money back honestly i don't even want my child tax credit i don't want it can i just keep that money period can you not take it from me in the first place like maternity leave maternity leave is an absolute joke you take your maternity leave which is money that you've already been taxed on and then they tax you on your maternity leave like it, it's crazy to me. Like, I think after my first, after my son, I had, I thought I had done everything right, put money away, saved money, made sure that that was done. And I still got nailed for $1,500 oh, for my I, taxes. I paid $4,000 last year after I already paid $8,000 in taxes. Like- my dad used to work up North and he, I think paid like 40 or $50,000 in taxes. But that man, that man that just paid forty or fifty thousand dollars in taxes, paid tax on his gas, tax on his groceries, tax on his clothes, tax on his gas for his home, tax on his electricity. Yep. Like, yep. When we say that we're paying ten thousand dollars a year in tax, we're paying fifty. Oh, totally. So my dad, who's paying fifty thousand dollars a year in taxes, even my husband, my husband pays probably thirty thirty five thousand dollars in taxes a year. Sixty seventy k, easy. Exactly. Exactly. And we live in rural BC. Like I literally live in a town that it's one road in one road out. Like a dead end, man. There is nothing past me unless you have an off-road vehicle. You're you're not, you're not getting over that pass. (laughs) Like it's not happening. Right. So yeah, we have one little grocery store that overcharges us on freaking everything. And we're lucky if our produce even stays good in the fridge for a day or two. Um, I got a good story about produce. Mm. So, uh, this year we planted double the amount of carrots that we did last year. We harvested these carrots three months ago. You know, what's still good in my fridge, the The carrots, you know, I went in the fridge two days after I bought it. Fucking broccoli. Sorry guys. I swore. Mm. Yeah. 
How do I have three-month-old carrots in my fridge that I took out of the dirt in my backyard, but I bought a head of broccoli, didn't finish it, and it's bad in two days? Right. What are they spraying on our food? Yep. Totally. Well, and what gets me about all of that is they they mess with nature, right? They play to, and they continue to do so. Um, with GMOs and giving animals antibiotics they don't need and the list goes on, right? And what gets me is that they they have all these things that were supposed to solve world hunger, which they never accomplished. And they ended up just making things worse. The food doesn't last. It goes bad. It's lost flavor. Sometimes you wash it or you do like a, your proper like produce bath. And yeah. like the color comes right off of your apples and you're like, okay, gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what? It's so bizarre to me. And people are always like, you know, we've been programmed. You, you talk to people in their fifties and sixties and you bring some of this stuff up and they're like, oh, but it was. But it was for, you know, to solve world hunger. It was to help this or was to help that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but did it? Yeah. <laughs> Are those problems solved? No. Do they charge you more for your food? Does it go bad a lot faster in the fridge? Why do you think that is? It's like if you get into an argument with your significant other and it doesn't get resolved. And then you get into another argument three days later. And then another one three days after that. What mm -hmm. always comes up, the first argument and the second argument that you didn't get resolved. We're yes. just compiling problem after problem after problem after problem yep. on top of each other, not solving any of them until this thing no. blows up. And we're yep. so close to blowing up that yep. like, we need to fix so many things. But there, there's some very specific things that we need to fix now. Yeah. Um, and I think we, we have a brand new problem in Elon Musk. Yeah. Who I believe is the next generation of globalists. I he's, think so. He's played both sides, but you got to mm -hmm. look at the companies that he's, he's taken over NASA. He's taken yep. over Tesla. He's taken yep. over Twitter. So he has all of these avenues to develop. Um, he's started with the brain chips and the mm -hmm. transhumanist stuff. Like mm -hmm. Those things that he's talking about are terrifying and they play right into the agenda of the WEF with the digital ID and, and all of that things. We have a guest, but um, when, when people are out there and they're looking at Twitter and they think that it's a good thing that Elon Musk has taken over Twitter, <laughs> I'll tell you guys right now, it's a very bad thing that Elon Musk has taken over Twitter. It's great that he's let Donald Trump back on to Twitter. But well, really, he's got to give a little, right? He's got to give a little because he's got to play the game. <laughs> he didn't let the Trump card back on Twitter, though. Alex Jones, he's banned. Mm -hmm. um, Donald Trump isn't even going to use Twitter. He went public and said he's not even going to post on there. No. He'll use his own no. platform, Truth uh, Social. Like, mm -hmm. why would Why would Trump? go back on Twitter when he was banned and he has more people showing up to rallies and he's not even the damn president of the United States. Right. Like, 
like between him and DeSantis, it's just like, come on, wow, here's, get it done down there. Here's the problem with those two. Those two need to sit down in a room, ignore what the media is saying, trying to pit those mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. One needs to move out of Florida, which is going to be Donald Trump. You need to leave Florida. You need to go to Texas. And then you get, you two guys need to team up, get on the same damn page. Trump's president, DeSantis is vice president. Let's go. Yeah. Let's get rid of Kanye West too, because he's psycho. Like I agree. <laughs> Wait, Con, Con, or what, what does he call himself now? Yay. Yay. But yeah. He's a lunatic. He's got, he's got a mental. I, you know, but is that, is, is that truth or is that what we're led to believe? So I was listening to a podcast and they dropped some amazing knowledge on Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Kanye West was in bed with Adidas. He, right. he wanted out of all of these, all of these companies that he was in bed with. And there was only like, really, are we going to get rid of Kanye West? He's generating millions of dollars for our company. That's just, right. So maybe Kanye West just goes out and says some wild shit. Sorry, I swore again. <laughs> but then all these companies dropped him. Now Kanye is a free agent. Yep. He can make his Yeezys by himself now. He doesn't need to be affiliated with Adidas or Nike or Reebok or any of these things. Yep. He's got more money than you or I or and 10 other people, if we join forces, could do with. Like, oh, yeah. He doesn't need any of these companies. So did he just do all this crazy stuff just to get free? Maybe. I mean, I I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, the poor guy was married to Kim Kardashian for crying out loud. Like, Lord only knows. Like, I remember watching an interview where he was like, someone had asked him, "Um, you learned that your wife was friends with the Clintons. Like, like how close? And he's like, like, pick up your cell phone and call Hillary just because close. And that was a big red flag for me. And I'm like, hmm, shouldn't you have figured that out maybe a little beforehand? <laughs> maybe not have been with that woman. Before you had four kids? Like, I'm just, you know, Jeez. whatever. Well, we've been jibber-jabbering <laughs> for an hour. I wanted to touch on your business and uh, sure. what we can do to help people through the winter months, through what's going to happen, and uh, just to stay healthy and mentally healthy. Absolutely. So I'm a big believer that you can't pour from an empty cup. So a lot of what I do in my training is that I initially get my clients to understand that they have to fill their cup first before they can give themselves to everyone else around them. And especially as women, we're very, um, we're caregivers. That's what we do. Like when the household's sick, it doesn't matter if mom's sick, like you're, you're going to be doing all of the normal things. Sorry, my children are here. Speaking of which, one moment, please. (laughs) Sorry about that. Okay, so um, as a mom... I really had to go through quite a few motions. I'm, I'm sure I had postpartum and was never diagnosed. Um, and I got to a point in my life where I was waking up in cold sweats and I was constantly worried about paying bills or I was freaking out about this, that, and the other thing. And I couldn't 
I couldn't focus or I was too hyper-focused on like one thing at a time, almost like someone with Asperger's and I don't have any form of autism. I'm not on the spectrum, but I'm just making the comparison that like, I would get so focused on one thing that anything else would completely distract me, throw me off, put me in a mood and I would spiral. Right. And then I would go into like this kind of depressive, um, paralyzed state where I would do nothing. Right. It was either do all of it, all this right here at once or do nothing at all. Right. And what I realized was that I was just making things so much worse for myself in that you have to have balance in your life. And especially as a mom and a wife, I wanted to be there for my husband. I wanted to be there for my kids. I wanted to be there for myself, but I didn't know where to start. And I ended up getting my own coach and he pretty much put me in a blender. (laughs) He like ripped me up, tore me apart. And then we sort of molded myself back together to understand I had to, but I had to understand where I was coming from and where my old traumas were and what my stories were and all of that stuff. So I do work a lot on my clients with that, no matter what program they come into with me, I always start with fitness and nutrition because those are the things that are the easiest to a see results, B make yourself feel better, both mentally, physically, the whole thing. Um, and it gives you that discipline that you can apply that discipline to all the other avenues of your life. But you got to start by performing some form of self-care, whether it's yoga and meditation, whether that's journaling, whether it's reading 10 pages a day, getting outside if you need to, um, which are all things that are so, so important, especially getting outside. You have to ground yourself. Take your shoes and socks off, get your butt outside and touch nature. It's so important. We come from nature and for us to have a balanced energy, we have to give nature that respect so that nature can return that energy to us or else you're just sucking life from the universe all the time and you're not giving anything else back in return. And when we do that, we become very self-absorbed. We become very um, victim mindset, victim mentality. Poor me, poor me. What am I going to do, right? I'm I, My life sucks. What am I going to do? Very sad. And we don't know how to pull ourselves out of that. So what I do is I break down those barriers with people and I show them that those things that they may have seen as weakness are actually the things that help shape who they are. We just have to find the avenue that puts that fire back in your belly so that you thrive again. And people overcomplicate it all the time. Oh, well, I need to, I need to try this drink or I need to you know, take this magic pill or this secret sauce and everything's going to be better. And they do these things and they, and they spend all this money and they put all their eggs in one basket and some of them might lose weight. Some of them might start to feel better, but then they stop taking the product. And then what happens? And this is what I tell so many people is I'm like, you can't just take a drink and you're magically going to lose 10 pounds and keep it off forever. Cause that just doesn't happen. You have to have a sustainable lifestyle. It has to be easy and it has to be something you love. If you don't love lifting weights. That's fine. Let's find something that you love to do. Yeah. Whether that's hiking, biking, swimming, dancing, skating, I don't care, but you gotta love it. Cause if you don't love it, you're not going to do it. And then what's going to happen is you're going to put yourself in the state of mind of, I hate the gym. I hate the gym. I hate the gym. I hate the gym. 
And what I always tell my clients is you don't hate the gym. You hate what you're doing at the gym, or you don't understand what you need to be doing at the gym. And that causes this lack of confidence, right? So we start by building that confidence by getting them into a sustainable, healthy lifestyle. Moving your energy for a minimum of 30 minutes a day is really all it needs. Start with 30 minutes. You can build from there. You can do anything for 30 minutes, anything. It could be just going out for a walk for 30 minutes. So simple, just simplify it. If you have a very stressful life, A, we need to figure out the source of that stress because stress is the killer of dreams. Stress will kill your dreams. Stress will make you sick. Stress will do all of these things that we just, those are the things we want to avoid, right? It causes massive inflammation in the body. Um, and when we're massively inflamed like that, people will start to say things like, well, I have sore joints all the time. And, you know, oh, I can't do that because of my knees are bad or I had an injury or all the excuses start to come up, right? And what people don't understand is that the more active that you get, the less pain that you're in because you're increasing those endorphins in your body. And if you can increase those endorphins, that serotonin and that dopamine, you feel good. And when you feel good, you don't hurt. Yep. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. And then you almost become addicted. Like you, like we were, we were sick this past week. And my husband today, he went to go do a workout the other day. And he's like, I did like one round. I thought I was going to die. And I was like, well, then you're not ready, but you tried. No big deal. Take a break. And then he did a full workout today. And we were sitting in the hot tub and he's like, oh my God, I feel so much better. <laughs> like, I just feel like myself again. And like, I'm not saying, you know, you need to buy a Smith machine and have that in your house and work out all the time. That's not what I'm saying, but you need to find something that you love and you need to stay active. As people, we so, so often want the easy way out, right? And then when it doesn't go our way, we feel like failures. And when we feel like failures, then we don't want to do it anymore. And the thing is, is that we have to get people to switch that mindset. Failures are lessons so that we can learn how to become a better individual, how to become a better human, how to find that path that really makes us happy, right? So I start with the basics. Let's get you moving. Let's get you eating right. You know, let's cut out a lot of the processed foods and the sugars and that kind of stuff. Which don't get me wrong. I still drink alcohol. <clears throat> I will probably get off of this off of this interview and go have a giant bowl of cereal before I go to bed. Not going to lie. Um, that's who I am. And the thing is, I like to tell my clients to, I, I, I don't restrict my clients. Absolutely not. The second you tell me no, or that I can't eat something, I'm going to eat five. <laughs> So, because I know that, and I know that that's how I am. I know my clients are probably going to feel the same way, right? You tell me, no, I'm going to do it. Right. So we don't restrict. Uh, we're not children. We know how to make our own decisions and we know how to make those choices and we know what's good for us deep down inside, you know, what's good for you. And you know, that that Big Mac at McDonald's don't even get me started on McDonald's because it will make me vomit, but like, come on, we know like that stuff's not good for you. Right. And people yeah. always, people constantly wonder like, 
why am I not getting results? Why am I not like, I've done everything. I've tried everything. And why am I not getting results? And I'm like, well, what are you eating? How often are you eating it? And on top of that, what are you saying to yourself while you eat it? Are you grabbing that bag of Doritos? And at first you were like, yes, I'm, I so can't wait to eat this bag of Doritos. But then the entire time you're eating the bag of Doritos, you're going, this is bad for me. I shouldn't be doing this. This is so yeah. bad for me. What kind of energy are you putting, putting into that? What kind, like you can't, I'm a big believer that the energy that you put behind your food while you consume it makes a big difference in how that food affects your body. Well, it's uh, thinking is being right. Like if you sit there and you think that a chicken breast is going to be bad at some point, that chicken breast is going to be bad. You could, you could go to McDonald's every day and eat a Big Mac every day. At some point you're going to plateau. Yeah. You can eat a chicken breast and broccoli every day. At some point you're going to plateau. It's just, yep. just the way it is. We, we also need to do constant change for our body. Our body memorizes what we're doing. So when yeah. you're the same diet all the time, you're going to plateau. You need to change it up. Like there's You nothing, need to change it up. There's nothing wrong with eating a pizza on a Friday night and then Saturday you're right back to it. Well, and that's the whole reason I work out. And that's what I tell my clients. Yeah. I work out so that I can go to the bar with my girlfriends and have a few drinks and not feel guilty about it. I yep. work out so that I can eat the bowl of cereal at nine o'clock at night and not think twice. Right. Um, I tell my clients like the balance, the balance is where it's at. You need to be balanced. And like, what's worse for you? You go, you're, you're on a diet. I hate that word, but you're on a diet and you go out with your girlfriends and there's dessert and you really, Really, really really want like that red velvet chocolate cupcake and it's looking at you and it's like just just take it just eat it just do it but then you're like I can't I can't do it and you start to you start to stress yourself out right yep. what's worse for you that little bit of sugar or the stress you just put yourself through because you told yourself you couldn't have something but you really wanted it just eat the cupcake just eat the cupcake just eat the fucking cupcake. I'm sorry, S4. Earmuffs. <laughs> um, <laughs> my kids know adult words. Um, but eat the cupcake. And it's funny. So I'm going to tell you a bit of a personal story. So I had one of my very first clients was someone I had, I, I had known her through passing, but never really, we weren't closer by any means. Is my hair in your face? I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so she had two kids. Um, her youngest is now four. So when I started working with her, she was about a year and a half postpartum. And she had put on some weight. She's five three, five four, and she was probably pushing 180. Okay. And she wanted to lose some weight. She was very unhappy. So I put her into my Enriched Life Accelerator program which is an eight week program. And we worked together um, where I provided her with pre-recorded workouts, but she also got live training with me as well. So her and I would get up first thing in the morning, we'd hop on a zoom call together and we would do a workout, right? I would push her and motivate her to work out. I 
didn't restrict her diet whatsoever. She was already, she had already found out that she was celiac. So she had to go gluten-free, um, which I was like, that's fine. You, I mean, if you're not celiac, a little bit of gluten here and there isn't going to kill you, but I mean, we all know that it's glue. So what does glue do to things, right? It's going to be sticky and heavy and, and yucky. And, you know, you want to try to not eat it as much as possible if you can. Um, so didn't really change her diet up too much. Um, and this girl busted her butt for eight weeks straight. And then she continued for another four weeks after that. And she sent me her progress pictures and my jaw hit the freaking floor. Like I could not believe that she had done all of this work. Like, and the thing is, is that she did the work, right? Like I've had other clients go through that program and not get the results they want. And it's because they didn't do the work. Yeah. Right. That's amazing. But my one client. Yeah. She was the, she was just <laughs> awesome. She, she did such a good job and she continues to work to this day. She's kept the weight off. Um, she's found her purpose, her happiness. I remember she, um, she's a hairdresser and she ran her own business and her and her, um, her and her husband actually split up about a year or so after she had finished my program. And the funny thing is, is that I live in a small town. So when she left her husband, it became like the, <laughs> oh, she got skinny. So she left uh -huh. her man. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> And guess who was the cult? Who was the bad guy? She was. Me. You were the bad guy. No, I was the bad guy. So apparently, if you take my program, I make you leave your man. All right. That's the rumor. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. I'm like, I've kind of been married for 13 years, but okay. You could spin that into a positive, though. It's a there's an ad. Yep. There. Right. So it was funny because I, when she told me that she's like, yeah, so apparently you made me get divorced. And I was like, that's, that's hilarious. Okay. Anyways. Um, so she's like, but that's not what happened. And she sat, sat me down and she's like, you just helped me realize that I didn't, that I was chasing happiness and I didn't have to chase it. I had it inside of me all the time. I have the ability to make my happiness, not chase happiness. Because when you chase happiness, you create resistance. And when you create resistance, you push things further away from you. You have to allow those things to be present in the moment and give out the energy you want to receive. So when you start taking care of yourself and you start proving to the universe that this is what you really want, the universe is going to give it back to you. Very true. And that's what so many people don't understand right? You can play victim all day long. You can play victim all day long, but the universe is just going to give you more victim mentality. I'll touch on a, uh, a male problem very quickly. Um, we'll plug your company and then we'll get you the heck out of here because you got kids that probably need to go to bed. But um, yeah. so male testosterone over the years has been dropping significantly. I, th I believe it's down around 60%. At this point, me and my husband were just talking about this today. Yeah. At this point in time, um, I am a heavy proponent of testosterone replacement therapy. I've been on it for seven years. Um, I feel fantastic. Now it is something that you're going to have to take forever. Forever. But you're a pincushion. Unfortunately, um, we've been fed a diet that has lowered our testosterone along with stress levels and and everything mm -hmm. goes along with what what happens in the world. 
But realistically, when the testosterone is dropped in men by 60%, we have a giant problem. Um, yep. We're looking at male obesity. We're looking at yep. suicides. We're looking at so many mental health problems that it's not even funny. So guys, mm-hmm. go to your doctor. And if you can't go to your doctor, you can contact me. We'll figure something out for you. Um, realistically, you go, you get a blood test done. They, they're going to tell you that you got low testosterone. There's telltale signs of it. Tiredness, um, yep. weight gain, uh, irritability. Like, yep. There's a lot of guys out there that need testosterone replacement therapy. And as you were saying before, it, it, this isn't a get healthy quick thing. Like, no, it's something that men, we need to have it. If we don't have it, we yep. get weird. Yep. And, uh, you no, hundred percent guys need to go to the, get doc. the guys that, that have done cycles, right? They're yep. like, Oh, it's just, a, it's just a little bit of test. No big deal. But then what a lot of guys don't do is they do the proper de-cycle. So they end up turning into 12-year-old boys yeah. who their body can no longer make testosterone. Yep. Their body doesn't make it anymore. So now you have to constantly, is it is it T and T and T? Is that what it's called? There's a lot of things you can take to get that going back again, but I can't remember what. Yeah. So anyways, there's like, whatever you have to be on testosterone for the rest of your life, because now your body doesn't know how to make it, you know, like depending on how many cycles you've done and how long you've been on it. Um, are there ways to naturally boost your testosterone? Yes, there are. It depends on how low your testosterone was in the first place. And if your body has completely lost the ability to do that, um, onions are, I'm learning a lot about onions lately. Like onions are like the miracle vegetable for so many things. Um, but there's so many foods that you can eat. There's different types of foods you can eat. There's different types of things you can do. Um, Fools the weights. Pick yeah. heavy things up and put pick them up, down. Pick heavy things up and put them down. Exactly. Right. Um, and be there with your partner. Yeah. Right. Like, that's a big issue is that I, I'm just going to put the earmuffs on, but sex is important. Yeah. You need, you need to be having sex and we need to be having more of it because that's where not only are you getting that connection, but that's how men connect. Mm-hmm. Women are very emotional creatures. Men are very physical creatures. And when they're not getting those physical needs met, it's not that they're going to up up and leave and go cheat on you which so many women are distorted on but it's that you're gonna lose that that intimacy between one another you're not gonna have that yeah it gets weird and you're not gonna have that emotional connection anymore right um and it's bad for both men and women if you're not it gets roommatey like you're just buddies like yeah yeah and it's not it's not, it's Just not cool. And I mean, we all go through dry spells. I mean, when marriage is marriage, you're going to go through dry spells. Like we were all just sick in this household and it was like, like domino effect. Right. So I was just starting to get better. Then he was starting to get sick. And it's like two weeks later. And you're like, just don't even look at me like, <laughs> <laughs> right. But you, you're still able to, if you can still joke about it, laugh about it and have fun. Yeah, but 
That's what matters. Half the battle is being able to smile. Absolutely. And if you're not with someone who makes you laugh, I think laughter is the best medicine by far. Laughter, love, and kindness. I say to my kids every day, I drop them off at school, love and kindness. So if love and kindness, wanna, if people want to get involved with you, like in a, like they want to get involved with you in the company, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah. So TikTok's probably the best place to find me right now. I'm also on Instagram. So if, cause TikTok has that stupid rule that you can't send messages unless you follow each other back. So if I don't get a chance to follow you back, just jump onto my Instagram and you can shoot me a DM in there. Um, I also have my link tree which has a couple of different sites that you can jump onto just to get started with me if that's something you're interested in. Or you can go straight to my website, which is also on Linktree. So those are all the options. And my website is also on my website or my email address is on my website. So you can reach me through there. So what is your Instagram handle then? Ashleys.enrichedlife. I'll put it in the description of the podcast, guys. Um, I don't. Yeah, for sure. Remember that, but <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you've got you've got a young you got a young kid there. Waiting I do. We'll get you the heck out of here. Um, thank you very much. I just want to. Uh, yeah, I just want to give one last thing, you guys. Yeah. Please make sure you're taking your zinc, your vitamin C, your vitamin D. Those are your basic vitamins. All make that, sure you're no. getting them. Make sure you're getting that vitamin D because that's the thing that's going to help you get through anything that's trying to hit us right now. RSV, all of that stuff, like try to eat clean as much as you possibly can. That's probably the most important tip that I can give you. Try to avoid all those processed foods as as often as possible. I know it can be very challenging sometimes, but sugar causes inflammation. Inflammation causes stress. Stress causes more stress. Then you just end up making yourself sick. So those are the things I would say are the most important. Drink as much water as you can. Get those amino acids and those and those vitamins, and you should you should be all right. Move your energy a little bit every time. And so we had zinc, vitamin D, vitamin C, vitamin C. I'm going to add to selenium and apple pectin. Yes, they're they're important, especially when this not absolutely. Um, thank you very much Absolutely. for the time. I'm glad we got to connect and do this. Me show. too. We're going to have to do this again sometime. 100%. Maybe we'll add a third person and next time one of the, yeah. uh, maybe Colin, Big Bear. We'll Ooh, get Big Bear. Let's get Big um, Bear. We'll get Big Bear or maybe Chris Guy. That he'd be Ooh, fun. So, that would be fun. Yeah. Thanks. We'll do it again. And uh, just folks, when, when you're out there and you're trying to navigate what's going to happen, please keep an open mind. Um, look for more avenues of information than just one. Um, when you're watching global news, maybe hit the internet, check out the Epic times or, or check out rebel news, try to try to navigate in a way that you get all the information instead of just one side. Um, Never stop asking questions. Never stop asking questions. And people get involved in your communities, please. If you have an opinion, Stand up and say it. I don't care where it is. It could be at a PTA meeting or on your town council or or have a meeting with your your town leaders. Get out there, say your piece, and uh, let's let's wrap this thing up and move on with life. Um, totally. Thank I couldn't you very, agree more. Thank you very thank much. Thank you for, for having me. For uh, coming on, we'll do it again, guys. That's the final. Absolutely. Show.